ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Trader Cup Crypto Show. Today's guest I've been looking forward to speaking to for a very long time, and it's not just because he's a handsome young man. It's also because he has a lot of pedigree uh, in his prior businesses going back a little way. I'm really interested to hear what this man has to say about what his project is doing, where the markets are going, and where he sees himself in five years. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to introduce Giacomo Tolmasia, founder and CEO of Hubi. Thank you for your time. Thank you for having me. Mate, look, I'm going to touch straight back on what I just brought up instantly, which is, mate, you, you have worked with some of the biggest names. I mean, look, I'm, I'm looking at a piece of paper here. You've worked with IBM, uh, Intesa, Nortel Networks, and Chevron, to name just a few. And these are big, big clients. They don't nickel and dime. You've obviously had a very successful business in the consultancy land. What was your background and how did it lead into where you are now? Absolutely. So my background is in software engineering. I studied in Spain over 25 years ago. Uh, I've been in the software industry for 25 years. Then I did a master's degree in distributed computing systems. And um, I started working while I was still in university as a junior developer. And then as I finished my degree, I left to Spain. I went to London and I immediately got involved into the, into the consultancy business. So that was at the end of the 90s in London, when uh, just before the dot-com booming, and it was very, very busy. They needed resources, so there was a clear shortage in the market, so it was relatively easy to find out good, good projects, good opportunities. Um, my background as a software developer was, was relatively okay, but I had, let's just say, I was providing specific skills, working between the business and the technical side. So I immediately found a sweet spot and um, I leveraged that. So I was able to communicate with the business people. I was able to communicate with the technical people. I was able to transform uh, wishful, wishful thinking into decent products. And, uh, you know, as, as we say in software, you iterate, 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 and then you perfect that skill. And um, that led me to one contract to the other. Mm. So I spent most of my life as a self-employed consultant. And um, the last 15 years, I ended up working mainly with C-level positions, advising them on how to set up this strategy for the digital transformation. Perfect. Well, look, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a little stab in the dark here, Jacobo. I'm going sure. to have a crack at this. Where you were positioned uh, as a consultant uh, and as uh, somebody who understood computers and the internet uh, back in that 1999-2000 era, where there was a lot of work going for someone in your niche, because back then it was some, I mean, look, 96, there was a boom, but 2000 was the big one. And people were willing to throw money at anything, very similar to our 2017 uh, boom in the crypto space and in the, in the crypto asset market. Is the reason why you're here that you're seeing a little bit of, to quote based from Jack's, history repeating? Yes, absolutely. Um, and that's a very, very good question. Uh, the difference, though, is that in the past or 20 odd years ago, that that was a, a, a necessity. So that was induced by different market conditions. Now, uh, we are all very technically savvy and companies comprehend that, that they can leverage technology yep. to to make a difference between between each other, right? So the total cost of ownership of specific systems have been reduced to basically peanuts. Everything is commoditized and blah, blah, blah. Now, when it comes down to blockchain though, it's a, it's a different story because um, not everything, or you don't need a, a blockchain for everything. No. So uh, blockchains are relatively complex to comprehend. 
and figure out what can I do with it. So we do foresee that the next five years, most of the time will be spent educating those potential customers. And the best way to educate is by building stuff, taking it out, making it that simple. So people don't even need to comprehend there is a blockchain behind this solution and say, oh, I like it, fixes a problem for me. I want one of those, right? It's like if we talk about protocols, if we talk about TCP IP, yes, 30 years ago was a cool thing to discuss. Today, you don't care about it, right? Uh, because everything you do is IP-based. It's the same about any web technology. 20 years ago, 15 years ago, it was cool to discuss. But today, you don't even think about it. I just want a website or any kind of framework to develop apps. Yes, 10 years ago, it was a cool thing to discuss. Today, you just say, I want an app that does X, Y, and Z. Yeah. So we believe it's going to go that way. Yeah. So it's basically like when you, uh, you know, buy a car and, and the, the car salesman lifts up the bonnet and you, they go, oh, it's got a V8 this or a this and this. And you go, I, 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 I don't know what that means. Let me sit in the car and experience what that actually means. And we're looking at that, um, uh, you know, that's what the internet is now. You go, I need a website. You don't need to know all the background of why it all works. Just sometimes when you jump in the gut, you don't need to know how it works. You need to know how it makes you feel, what it does to benefit you and what the advantages are. And that's what I think a big part of uh, this blockchain space is about. It's about cost-effective measures to help businesses um, not to maintain their current uh, trajectory, but also to cut some costs, uh, be more efficient in their management of systems and more accountability and more tracking. And obviously with, with all those things, anyone who's got you know, two cents in their brain can work out how invaluable that is for a business. And you, you sort of hit the nail on the head when you said not every business needs a blockchain, but there are a lot that can really, really, really help of be helped by blockchain. So we'll use that to go into your project, Hubi or Hubi, Hibi, H-U-B-I-I, however you pronounce that. So I want to know what you're doing there. Like, what is, what, what is Hubi? Like, what are you trying to achieve? Who's your market? And um, yeah, give me, the, give me the lowdown. Sure. So we started 12 years ago, a very, very, very long time ago. Uh, the first few years was just a weekend and evening project. I started it uh, with, with a couple of guys that I had worked with in the oil and gas industry before. Okay. So we had built some really complex systems, funny enough, for Chevron. And um, when we started, it was mainly a content aggregation system. Mm. So we saw the opportunity to build yeah, a, a client-facing uh, client product, an app, and a website to to uh, aggregate news and then just to provide them with third parties. Uh, we did have a fair amount of, uh, of success. We did work with Panasonic, for example. We were pre-installing 2 million televisions. We worked with um, CTE, pre-installing 5 million devices. We worked with Telenor. We were providing service to 20 odd million users in Southeast Asia and also with Mozilla. But uh, approximately five years ago, we, we realized that making money on content aggregation was very, very difficult. So, uh, but at the same time, we had gained an obscene amount of knowledge about the content industry. Okay, yes. So <clears throat> we started looking at how could we leverage that knowledge. And two and a half years ago, we came across blockchain. And as engineers that we are, we, we studied inside out. There were things we could not really fully comprehend. So um, I reached out to one of our partners there and then, Telenor. And they introduced me to this gentleman who happened to be around blockchain since 2011. Oh, wow. And uh, we did spend about six months back and forth with him. 
mm. uh, he helped us to to figure out or to answer the question can we really use a blockchain to leverage the knowledge we have gained around content so we did start working with him we wanted to initially build a a um, marketplace for content on the blockchain and uh, we started doing that um, but we knew there and then that a scaling was going to be a necessity for us reason being is because we were providing service to 50 million users a day so yeah um, and funny enough you know as, as mentioned 50 million users but but it's just it can get complex to make big money from from those numbers so what happened was that we reached out to many companies that were claiming we're working on scaling the blockchain. And uh, we found one of them, we started working with them, uh, but we realized very soon that such a solution was, was not anywhere near. So um, we faced this problem where we could either build a system that we knew was gonna be utterly useless because it wouldn't scale, or alternatively, we could go back to the drawing board and say, hey, why don't we fix this problem ourselves, right? So some of us 20 odd years ago were building super hyper complex systems and, and, and it worked. And at that time we were providing service to 50 million users a day. So we knew how to scale systems. Mm. So that is where we just pivoted within, within the company. And instead, what we have done is build a protocol that today is already available on the Ethereum mainnet and scales the Ethereum blockchain. And equally important, we will be porting it to other blockchains, like for example, Bitcoin and potentially Libra as well. Well, that's very interesting, but how, who's your client? Like that's it, who's your client? Good question. So our client is pretty much anybody who wants to build a solution, a product and app on top of the Ethereum blockchain. Because yes, I'm sure that if you use Google and look for scalability solutions, you will find a ton of them. Uh, reality is that 99.9% uh, .9 of the players out there are either not building it or whatever they claim they have fixed or built, it isn't working or is not built. Um, also, the one huge issue we see, which is kind of pandemic with those companies working on scalability, is that they focus on one thing and one thing only, which is throughput. They think the throughput is, is it. Um, Give an example of throughput. Give us an example. Transactions per second. So they say, well, Ethereum can perform 12. Our solution can perform 1,000 transactions, transactions per second. Yeah. Right. Um, but that is just a fallacy. It just doesn't work, right? Reason being is because in terms of a blockchain, when we talk about throughput, uh, Scalability, you need to focus on other parameters. One of them is the finality of the transaction. The other one is the latency of the transaction. And the fourth parameter that is super important is the predictability of the fees, right? So if I send you one ETH right now over the blockchain, it might cost me two cents or it might cost me 15 cents of a dollar, will depend on the congestion. So if you want to run a business and uh, you're going to do a million transactions per day, you need we to know. Do that, right? How much is going to cost you each transaction? Your bracket's way too large to really do the math on it successfully. You've got to go with yeah. the worst case scenario and that might not make you profitable. So imagine if you go to your CFO and say, hey, can I have a million bucks to build this system? And he will ask you, right, what is going to be spent on? You say, well, transaction fees. How many will you be able to run? Well, I don't know. Maybe a thousand, maybe 15,000, maybe 20,000. No, it's just that, that just doesn't work. So you need to know 
that predictability, how much is going to cost you to run X number of transactions. So that is what we have fixed in very simple terms. So back to your question, who needs this? Whoever wants to build a solution on the blockchain. Right. So, so in very simple terms, what we say is that we make the Ethereum blockchain commercially viable. That is, that is what we do. All right. So look, it, 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 it's a very broad answer. I've got to be honest, Giacomo, so that anyone that wants to build an Ethereum network can, can, can build on yours. I understand that. But who are the sorts of businesses? What, what, what sort of companies are going to, that you singled out to, um, I guess, uh, do the best or, you know, make the most gains for their business, whether it be in savings or in your clientele? Like, who is the industry? What markets right now are the most flailing that require the services of, of a you know, platform like yours? Very good question. So uh, because of our background, which mainly consists on having dealt with, with, with corporate customers, we have already had multiple conversations with many of them. I can give you some examples. For example, in Bergen, where we live, although it's a, it's a small city. It's in Norway, city. by the way, ladies and gentlemen, for those of you who are geographically challenged, such as myself, I, I've spoken to Giacomo before. It's in Norway. There you go. You now know. <laughs> no, thank you. Um, so answer on your quiz at the pub. <laughs> <laughs> so here in Bergen, you have uh, some very big uh, seafood companies. Secret? And s- seafood. Oh, seafood. Got it. Yes, of course. Seafood companies. I think you have four of the top 20 in the world. Yeah, massive. And, um, and, and these guys are heavily looking into supply chain management. So supply chain management is a very good example yeah. where you can use blockchain. It is. And a very good example where you would need our protocol. Um, another type of solution or another type of companies that could very well be using the protocol is to implement payment systems. So we have recently announced that a company called MBX, Norwegian Block Exchange, which is an upcoming uh, Norwegian company, mm-hmm. cryptocurrency exchange, which is owned by Norwegian Air Shuttle, which is one of the largest uh, low-cost airlines in the world. Um, they are going to join the foundation and we can talk about the NAMI foundation. The protocol, by the way, is called NAMI. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, NAMI. MBX was NAMI, N-A-H-M-I-I, NAMI. Yeah. And uh, MBX would like to build or is going to build a payment app uh, on top of the protocol. So um, the background and the rationale is quite simple. So these guys pay a huge amount of fees every year. Uh, to Visa and MasterCard, and what they would like to do is just to alleviate some of those costs by implementing a payment solution where instead of paying three percent, you can pay zero point one percent. Yeah. So that is a super simple use case. Yeah. Now another another example of who could be using the the protocol would be any company would like to implement a loyalty program or reward points or something like that. So today, the upfront cost to build such a system could be fifty or $100,000. The beautiful thing about the blockchain is that you get the backbone, the backhand already implemented. So that is already there on the blockchain. So you could use our SDK or API to build a very simple system, plus all the extra benefits you will get. Like, for example, having access to a secondary market. Right? Yeah. So if you're a Starbucks and you buy coffee at the Starbucks and you get these little tokens that you can go and sell them elsewhere. Uh, so you have that access to the secondary market. Plus, of course, in terms of the, of the liability that creates for, for, for companies, companies will have a full 
and, and a very perfect understanding of what the liabilities are, right? Because as you know, reward points and those kind of solutions are a liability for companies. So these are some examples of what can be built. So look, what makes you different though? I mean, look, uh, there are other projects out there trying to facilitate the same uh, needs. Um, and look, one thing in the crypto space, and not just in crypto, I mean, it's business, right? Business is business. There's always going to be competition. If anyone says to you, oh, but so-and-so is doing that and you are, you know, put off by somebody else doing something that's better than yours or similar to yours or in the same industry, then you, you don't deserve to run a business. You need to find ways to stand out. Uh, now, whether that just be that you might not have the best product, but you've got the best relationships. I'm not sure what yours is. What, what does make you stand out? And why do you have such faith uh, in the execution of yourself and your team in bringing together the objective you're trying to achieve? What makes you different? That's a, that's a very good idea or a good question. So um, what makes us difference to, to in very simple terms is that the product is built. And, and uh, so we don't talk about empty promises and, and, and that is paramount. Second, as mentioned uh, before, some of these other solutions being built have a very narrow minded understanding of what scalability is. So although some of those products are being built and some of those products will see the light mm. eventually, uh, are not commercially viable. So, um, okay. and again, I'm, I'm just being very brute and very direct. I want to know. Uh, well, ours is. Well, ours is. Now, another thing that makes us different is that we do have developers in mind. So, right. what I mean by that is that uh, although we, the average number of years of experience in the team is about 20 for every developer, we have gone through this baptism of fire of picking up Ethereum and developing on, on a blockchain. Um, and we saw that that was an impediment for developers to really get up to speed quickly with the tools and the network to be able to, to build systems. So we have built different interfaces that makes it very straightforward for any developer to get up and running in literally five minutes. Yep. And another thing that makes us different is, 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 is history. So we do have a track record of having worked with some of the largest companies in the world. We do comprehend what does it take there it is. Exactly. Okay. Absolutely. So, so we understand what does it take to, to go to market and uh, what is really needed, right? So, and, um, and we have plenty of news coming up around that specific topic, right? So now that we have signed MBX and MBX has got a very clear commercial use case on how to use now, and that is going to be developed and it will be delivered hopefully by the end of the year. So, um, yeah, I mean, all the data is there, so everybody can go and see it. We're not talking about something we're going to do next year, but yeah. everything is done today. So a proven track record, uh, a team with many years of experience. You're a business building on blockchain as opposed to a, um, one of the crypto kids. And I, I don't say that to be uh, condescending. Uh, a lot of a lot of people, we, we did see a lot of businesses come through in 2017 and, you know, the, the steady rate of, I mean, whether you're building a business on the blockchain or, or not, business is business. And if you start a business, 95% of them will fail is the general statistic that is used. Now, when people are, well, the difference between our space and the ICO boom of 2017, early 18, was that all of a sudden it gave an opportunity for people that didn't really know anything about business to invest in things and everything went up and it was a baptism of fire for a lot of people a lot of people got you know they had massive gains and they didn't see anything and that's why for me as a trader we teach people how to understand you know things don't go up forever 
you know, you, if you've got a good profit, you should be looking to at least scale some of that out to lock in some of that profit. And, and what I find very interesting is the way that people don't look at blockchain companies and ICOs and those sorts of raises the same way they would in an IPO. Because a lot of these people don't even know what an IPO is. It's very difficult to uh, have, like, you know, if you're going to go to a public company, obviously you've got all the information that you require to make a decision sound or not based on the debt ratios, on the pipeline, the contract, all that sort of stuff. You, you can see the PE, the PEG, you can see everything. Right? It's all there for you to make an understanding of. Whereas in our space, it's very much based on uh, trust and marketing. So to get around that, how do we get around that? I mean, you've got a great team. Uh, you've got a lot of expertise. You, you've got the background, to, you know, the pedigree of past prior successes in different industries. But different industries that are also very much in line with this industry, i.e. emerging technologies, like when you were around the dot-com boom. So how do you portray that message that you and your team are the guy and girls to make it work? That's a good question, isn't it? <laughs> it? It is a super, yeah, I mean, we could talk about this one for, for a long, long, long time. I mean, so, um, but to answer it quickly, um, I would say that, um, you know, we have been around for a long time. Um, we do, we have built a product. The last 20 months, we have spent close to $3 million working in stealth mode, literally fixing a problem that many other companies with $100 million in the bank account claim we're working on. Well, we know for a fact that we're not. Um, we have, we thought we were about 12 months behind our competition. Uh, today we are six months in some aspects ahead of them. Great. Uh, our, our objective for the next 12 months is to be 18 months ahead of them because now with the product built, it comes down to obtaining market yep. share. Sure, right? yeah. And that is where, what we're going to be announcing over the next few days. What is our strategy for that? Uh, but, but the very, very first part of your, of your question uh, is truly fascinating, right? So yes, it is, it is a greenfield industry in some aspects. So it can be compared to the end of the 90s. But as you said, this is about marketing and perception. Hmm. And the reason why is because people can make a 10x, 100x overnight, right? And it is very difficult to fight against that, uh, especially when, when you're like us that have been locked down in a room, literally working 12 hours a day for 18, 20 months, and we haven't hyped anything. So we're not a hyping type. We strongly believe in organic growth, and we believe that having this, that, that other player working with you, having strong partners to go and tackle this industry and get you know 1% of it over the next two years, it is, it is a billion times more valuable than uh, literally scamming people and, um, and creating false value, right? Yeah. So we don't believe in that. Keep in mind, we are pretty humble down to earth individuals. We're all family guys here. And uh, plus we have worked with some of the biggest names in the world. So um, well, we just that. need to honor that. So uh, we are not the typical crypto company now. Okay. And, and I don't think that your comment before about crypto kids is, is derogative or condescendent. I don't think it is. I think that it is, it can be very well supported based on tacit data. And, and again, I mean, you can see that 80 plus percent of the ICOs just do exit scams, right? Yeah. So how can we categorize that? Well, that is just a scam, period. Mm. So, um, 
and we're there's not a lot of work to be done we know that and it, it's not just work on on your particular project Hubi, but um in the space i mean we need to bring the level of education to a higher level we need to be accommodating to your traditional market investors and traders which is what i'm trying to do we need to speak their language we need to give them information that they can actually make a valid business decision because hype is wonderful hype attracts uh again not to be condescending but the term is dumb money hype attracts dumb money um dumb money is not where businesses are built all right that, that's not where businesses are built businesses are built through having smart investors whether they be vc or individuals high net worth people that understand the logic the perception, the, the, the gap the business is trying to fill, and also the ability to execute based on the throughout their team and, and, and how they're going to monetize that. And I think that, you know, what I've, what I've personally seen in the last oh, 18 months now is that, you know, you, I'm speaking to more on people such as yourself, which, I mean, if I look, if I look to really to my right, I think I can see some gray hairs there. There's a lot more men and women with gray hairs in this space. And I think it's a bloody good thing because you come with credibility. We come with our own knowledge of past experience and look, not that there's anything wrong with, you know, you've got the shining lights like the Justin Suns, the, the, the Vitalik's um, that have basically been very young and they're geniuses, right? I mean, Suns genius at marketing, Vitalik's genius at coding. We, we, we do have these people in the space, but you know, the everyday person who's starting a business can't compare themselves to Steve Jobs. And we need to know that most of the market is not Steve Jobs. It's not Vitalik. It's, it, it's not Justin's son. It's not Charlie. It's, these are people that are trying to start businesses. And to give them too much faith based on hype, it's a very, 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 very dangerous thing. So when we come to monetization, because when I invest in anything, whether it be an equity um, or a startup or, you know, or a crypto, I'm looking for how long is it going to take and how much will it cost to turn some revenue? Because a lot of these projects had wonderful grand ideas, but had no plan to get to revenue. And what we saw was a, a big failure in treasury management because the token might've been worth, you know, hundred million dollars per se, you know, on coin market cap, whatever. Um, and they might've had a five year runway. Now, they need to understand that you've got to liquidate the, the, you know, a certain amount to give you that runway to have a chance to get to revenue. So when are you going to get to revenue? That's a very good question. So we have a very, very ambitious um, plan for that. And we'd like to be cash flow positive by the end of this year. Wow. Uh, that is our objective. Now, uh, wow. let's now talk for a second about how, how are we going to make money? That's a good one. So, because first of all, what we have built is this protocol and a protocol is always abstract. You know, I, you can talk about it, but you cannot see, you can attach it. No, no. Um, but in simple terms, the protocol can be used to build systems, to build products, apps, you name it. And how we're going to make money is from transaction fees. Okay. So su super simple business model. Through who? Now, how are these transaction fees? Are you going to be partnering with, with payment facilitators? Like how, how, how is this revenue going to actually hit the ground? Like when, where does the rubber hit the road? Who is going to bring in these transaction fees or how are you going to find them? Perfect. Good question. So um, these transaction fees are going to be produced by any product that it is built on top of the protocol. So okay. that is why getting a market share and getting adoption of the protocol is key for us. But we are going to be eating our own dog food. <laughs> and um, at the end of the year, we will be deploying an exchange that is built on top of the protocol. Yeah. Now, um, the exchange will be 
what we call a hybrid exchange. So it's going to be as safe as a decentralized exchange. So it's non custodial, but it should be as fast as a centralized exchange. Now, this exchange, of course, will be moving money, and that money will, or those transactions will incur in transaction fees. And then those transaction fees are going to be earned by the token holders. Okay. So it's a simple term. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I want to just, sorry to interrupt you. I want to pause you on that because every investor should be knowing the, the investor's code should be YFM. What is in it for me? Right. Yeah. What is in it for me? Now I know we can't use the D word uh, and I won't use the D word, but if I'm a token holder, are you suggesting that the, the, the company revenue will in some way, shape or form, however you decide to term it, uh, will return to me based on the amount of uh, tokens I hold. I'm not buying equity, I'm buying tokens, but I'm also mm-hmm. buying into the, uh, basically a profit share, is that right? Just to be clear, the, the protocol is not the company and the company is not the protocol. Okay. So, so the protocol initially has been built by us the protocol is going to be governed by a foundation, which is called the NAMI Foundation. And, and MBX, the company I was talking about before, was announced earlier this week. Mm-hmm. That will be the first founding member together with Huey of that foundation. Now, the, the product or the protocol is tokenized. So, uh, and the token actually plays a super key role in the security of the protocol mm-hmm. because the protocol non is non-trustless so sorry it's a it's a trustless protocol sorry and um so any conflicts that happen within the protocol will be solved with the help of the token so you will be able to go to an oracle and stake tokens saying yes no think about proof of work yeah Uh, sorry think about proof of stake so that is how it will work now um the company hubi will own some of those tokens and uh, the foundation will own some of those tokens. You can own, anybody can own those tokens. Mm-hmm. So by you owning those tokens, you're already part of the protocol. And, um, and you have relatively an obligation, or at least the ability to be part of the security of that protocol. So the way it works is that uh, anybody could own those tokens. And then if, if you participate in the security, then you will be able to get some earnings from it. So it is not a company paying anything. It's just, and, and, and the paying of, the, of those earnings will also be trustless. So you will have to go in and, and claim it. So you will need to work for those earnings. The true use of the blockchain in the way that it can be used for positivity for token holders and the foundation as well as the, uh, the management team as well. I, I really do respect that. I like that. Um, now I'm going to ask you a question you probably can't answer, but obviously people that have listened to this point, I mean, I'm interested. Um, I'm, I'm genuinely, I think that uh, the pedigree, who you are, uh, what you've done, and just the way that you've sort of, you've, you've got to fill a void. Now that void can be attacked by a hundred thousand different companies, but if you've got somebody who you trust and you believe, okay, th- th- there is a massive market here. We all know that. Who's the one that's going to execute that? Who's the Google? Who's the next buddy Apple? Who are these companies? Now, um, you know, I'm not saying that you're one of those, but you don't need to be. You just need to carve out your niche and grow from there with the market share you've got to hit the nail on the head for the people, what they want. So I'm going to ask this question. We've talked about revenue. We've talked about the give back to the token holders. Can you tell me, do you have any partners signed up? Yeah, we do. Yes, we do. And uh, it will be announced uh, mid-September. 
mid-September. Um, probably some of those news will, will come out over the next few, few days. Yep. Uh, it is a, uh, I mean, apart from MBX that already has been signed up for the foundation oh. and, will be, and will be building um, the payment app, uh, this specific partner is going to help us to get the market share that we need, right? So I cannot stress enough that, and, and this goes back to two questions ago, when you ask why you, how, what makes you different? Mm. One of the things that makes us different is that the timing is exquisite for us because right. it's not only that the product is built, also the industry has matured quite a bit. Yes. But equally important with this partner, we will get to potentially hundreds of thousands of customers that could be wow. using the product. And, and that is going to help us to get that market share. Now, this is a very interesting analogy uh, in terms of protocols in the past. If you look at not always the best protocol or not always the best product one, right? So if you, I think that you and I are old enough to remember video recorders, right? So you had the VHS against yep. Vita. So Vita was better technology, but VHS allowed you to record over it all the time, right? So mm -hmm. if you wanted, just that was one of the, one of the unique selling points that helped them to win. Now, we do think that today, technically speaking, our protocol is, is the best one. Um, but equally important, we do need that very large partner that we already have, and it will be announced, and they will be helping us to resell and onboard customers on the protocol. And equally important, we're going to make it that simple for them. So we don't want company X having to dedicate 50 developers to build maybe that they don't even know it's going to work, right? The other point that you were talking about before uh, about this, this industry being so complex can be summarized on education. You need to educate people, right? Mm -hmm. And we cannot pretend to educate these this potential customers about game theory and cryptography and mathematics. No, you need to make it super simple. Correct. So here's the SDK, here's the API. These are the examples of the products you can build. Just okay, so it makes your life better. Exactly, exactly. And also, uh, potentially towards the end of this month, we will be announcing a, a third-party company is already developing another product on top of our protocol, which will be announced. And it will be, I think, delivered in Southeast Asia. And um, they're potentially targeting an extra 50 million users. So uh, we do have a lot coming up, yes. All right. So I'm pretty happy with how that all went. I'm pretty happy with your responses. I'm pretty happy with how you've explained what you're doing. The, the hurdles I've asked, uh, you, you seem to be in a position to overcome them. You seem to have good partners, a great team um, and a very focused vision with a track record that is really second to none. So can I go and buy this token now in exchange or how do I, how do I get involved and, and where do I find more information myself personally, but also the audience? Yeah. Uh, so you cannot buy it today yet. Uh, last week, we announced, though, a, an upcoming token sale with Liquid, which is the world's most trusted exchange and second based on, on, on volume. Uh, we have been dealing with them for a couple of months. We went through very extensive due diligence. Yep. Um, very solid people, very good people. And the token sale will happen next month. So you can definitely buy it in, in a few weeks' time. Um, Probably the best way to read about, about our, our protocol would be going to the website, nami.io, N-A-H-M-I-I.io. -I -I um, your, your, your viewers could also come by to our Telegram group, 
which is very small and very humble, but we do have a lot of knowledgeable people that has been hanging around for over a year and a half. Um, we are very open. We don't say no to any questions. We, we, we go down into the, into the weeds whenever it's necessary. And um, I would say as well to stay tuned because the next few weeks, uh, a lot more exciting news are going to be released. So get across to uh, the website, which was, uh, I, I, my, my pen's run out of ink. So NAMI, N-A-H. N-A-H. N for Nelly or M? N for November, A for Alpha, H for Hector. Yep. M for Mother, I-I dot I-O. Okay, I got that. I literally wrote that down, ladies and gentlemen, because I want to look into this project myself. It's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you, Giacomo. I, I appreciate your time. Thank you for giving us the, you know, the, the plethora of information, not just on what you're doing, what you've done, but also the future of uh, what is a very exciting space and the reason mate, that we're all here. So, ladies and gentlemen, Giacomo Tol Messia, founder and CEO of Hubi or Hobby or Hubi. I don't know. H-U-B-B-I is the way that you say that. Get across, check out the Telegram group, check out the website, which is uh, nami, N-A-H-M-I-I.io. Get yourself registered. Have a look at the white paper. Have a look at what they're doing because I know that this guy is going to be doing that. This is not a paid post. I never do a paid post. I'm just genuinely interested uh, in this project and what this man and his team can pull together. So ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for your time. And Giacomo, thank you so much for your time. Thanks so much. It was a real pleasure. Thank you for all the questions. It was, it was a lot of fun. We Excellent, it. ladies and gentlemen. If you want to learn to trade, get across to tradercob.com and I'll speak to you again very soon. Bye for now.